0: God, we thank you for our helper and our teacher, the one that walks alongside of us, the one that brings everything to our remembrance that the word has spoken unto us, the one that reveals unto us, God, his name is the Holy Spirit. So, Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome here today at Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministry. Do what you need to do, Holy Spirit, unto your people on today. Say what you need to say through me for your people on today. And, Father, I thank you that I have a surety that I have been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer I who live, but it is Christ who lives on the inside of me. And I thank you, God, that as I go forth through the help of the Holy Spirit to teach your people... That the power of God is released in this place. The power of God is released at every attack and every assignment that the enemy would send out against us today, verbally, physically, spiritually, financially, mentally, and emotionally. God has been broken right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you and we praise you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Are we ready for the word? Hallelujah. Open your Bibles to second Kings, the fifth chapter, and let's see what God has to say unto his people on today. And while we get in there, look at your neighbor and say, did you know that you belong to God? God? Say, really? Did you know that you belong to God? God? Isn't that something to think about? Come on. We belong to the King of Kings. We belong to the Lord of Lords. We belong to the great I am. We belong to Jehovah Jireh. We belong to Jehovah Shalom. We belong to Jehovah Roi. We belong to a God that's above everything. And when you know who you belong to, it don't matter what's happening in your life. You can call on him and he will answer. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Second Kings, the fifth chapter. I'm going to begin at verse 10. And I'm going to end at verse 11. 2 Kings, the fifth chapter, beginning at verse 10, ending at verse 11. And this is the word of God for his people. And Elijah sent a messenger unto him, saying, Go and wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. But Naaman was wroth and went away and said, Behold, I thought, He will surely come out to me and stand and call on the name of the Lord his God and strike his hand over the place and recover the leper. I want to talk about today, I thought. Last week, we talked about the way um, you think determines the way you live. So God want to add some more to this because God is showing me in the body of Christ that our thinking um, will determine The way we go, our thinking will determine how we live. Our thinking will determine who we with. Our thinking has a vital part in our lives. So Miracle Temple, we're going to be going through this for a little bit because when you keep seeing pattern after pattern after pattern, we can see that people thinking has not changed. And if your thinking does not change and be in line with what God is doing, you're going to go back to that same pattern that you were always accustomed to. We get excited when we hear a word or when somebody is speaking a word in our lives. We jump up and down. We do jumping jacks. We do flips. We tell everybody what the Lord has said to us. But then the next day, we fall right back into where we were before. So the problem in the body of Christ is God can send somebody to give you a word. But if your thinking don't line up with the word that God has sent you, then that word is just void. Because the enemy immediately come in and he takes that word. So we have to change our thinking in the body of Christ in order to move forward in the things God has for us. Now when we look at Naaman here, he was a man that had leprosy. And he had this um, maiden that was um, in his house and she began to tell his wife that as Naaman go to Elijah he can be healed of his leprosy now Naaman was a mighty man of valor he won many battles so people looked up to Naaman um, so when Naaman went he uh, received a message from a messenger he did not receive that message from you know directly from Elijah standing in front of Elijah so this made him very angry and that's when he began to say I thought. So the problem in the body of Christ is we have a way of thinking that does not line up with the word that God is sending. And when you have a way of thinking that's not lining up with what God is sending, then you will not be able to receive what God is giving you. Let me say that again. When your thinking is off and you're getting a word from the Lord, you will not be able to receive that word until your thinking come into alignment with what the word is saying. The messenger told um, Naaman the word that the Lord had given to Elijah. So it was from the throne of God. See, if you don't get in your proper place and be able to hear the word of the Lord, you're going to miss out on what God is saying to you. The body of Christ is missing out on on this grace that God has already provided for you because you are thinking this off it's not lining up with the word of God so Naaman began to say I thought how many in this room when you're hearing something you already uh, perceive what you wanted to think regardless of what was said amen thank you Jesus hallelujah I don't need no cheerleaders Because it's in the body of Christ. Somebody can say something to you and immediately you already had a thought and it's not what they're saying. Come on, it happens in our lives because it happens with me and my husband. Before he can even get it out, I'm finishing the sentence. Before he can even, I know. See, I already done thought about everything he was saying. And he said, wait a minute, wait a minute, Amanda. You didn't give me time to finish. I said, I didn't have to give you time. I already know what you're talking about. But then when he really finished talking about what he's talking about, I feel like a fool because I didn't hear all of what he was saying. So I missed out by thinking before hearing. So this is what was happening to Naaman. He said, I thought we have such a way of thinking that it can be good or it can be bad. So this way that Naaman was thinking He was getting ready to miss out on the word that God was bringing. Y'all, my baby is leaping here because God is saying people's thoughts are not right. Your perceptions are not right. The way you're receiving things are not right. And why is it not right? Because when you think away for so long, It becomes a habit. It becomes your way of doing, your way of thinking. And even though the power of God is in the room, your thinking is so off, you can't even perceive it. You can't even receive it because you're thinking totally opposite to the word. So Naaman was thinking totally opposite. And this is what Naaman said. I thought he would surely come out to me. Look, he had so much confidence, apostle. Surely he's gonna come to me. What made Naaman better than anybody else? He was a mighty man of valor. He had some status. See, some of us in the body of Christ, because we got status, because we got a title, we expect people to do us differently. Well, let me tell you something. Until you can get in a place where your thinking is lining up with God, it don't matter what title you have. Because the way you live is going to speak for you. People are going to know what position you stand in by how you carry yourself. So Naaman began to say, I thought surely he will come out to me and call upon the name of his Lord God and cure me of this leprosy. So he wanted Elijah to come out to him. His thought was completely off. See, when we think opposite to the word of God, we miss what God is saying to us. Some of us have missed our healing that's already provided. We have missed financial breakthroughs because our mind is in another um, way. It's thinking differently from what the word of God is saying. So you got the line you're thinking up with the word. This is why the Bible say, for as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he so does he become. So the enemy know, if I can get your thinking off, if I can get your thinking from off of what God is saying, then you're not going to be able to receive what God has for you. So Naaman was mad because he had already conjured this up. He had already come to a conclusion. This is what Elijah should do. Who is he to determine what anybody should do but God? So when your thinking is off, you will not be able to receive what God has for you. And God was reminding me, everybody, have you read about the Tower of Babel? these people were coming together but first of all they had a leader let me talk about a leader you have to have a leader that leads you have to have a leader that's full of integrity a leader that's full of integrity is gonna speak truth in love a leader that's full of integrity is not gonna let you go off the wrong way they're gonna tell you what's right and they're gonna speak it in love they're not gonna let you walk in a dangerous place without telling you if you go that way this is what's gonna happen so they had a leader and the leader that was over them was Nimrod and Nimrod already had in his mind he had already thought it out this is what we're gonna do we're gonna build a tower and it's gonna be high up in the heavens so he had to begin to speak what the vision was. This was Nimrod vision. This vision didn't come from God. So what am I telling you? You better watch who you following. I don't care if they got prophet in front of their name. I don't care if they got apostle. I don't care if they got pastor. I don't care if they got president in front of their name. You better watch who you following because they will lead you in a place that you don't need to be. They don't even have to be in the same country, the same town you are in. If you're listening to what they're saying, they are changing your way of thinking. So this is what Nimrod was doing. Nimrod was up here telling them, this is what I want to do. And he was getting people to come in and help him do this thing. So Nimrod got a bunch of people. He had to lay before them that plan. He had to lay before them that purpose and all of them had to come together on one accord. Y'all know what I like about this thing dealing with the Tower of Babel. This was something that was evil. This was something that should not have been. But they come together with something that should not have been and all of them got the same word, so their thinking was on the same level. That means they were thinking about building this Tower of Babel and allowing this tower to reach heavens so every day their thinking was we're going to build this tower this tower is going to reach heaven so God looked down at this tower of Babel all of them had the same language they were on one accord what does that mean they were speaking the same thing everybody can understand everybody's language how did this come it comes through thinking Nimrod had to be the one to think about it Then after he thought about it, and after he felt like this would work, he began to voice what he was thinking to other people to help them come together to help him fulfill what he wanted to fulfill. So they come together, and the word of God said, when we look at Genesis, the 11th chapter, I like what God was saying, and this is what we have to catch on to. This was evil that they were doing. But God said in in Genesis 11, he said, And the Lord said, behold, that behold means he wants you to see something. He wants you to perceive this thing. The people is one. Let's stop right there. Behold, the people is one. You got to be one. Meaning that you have a body of people and every joint supplies in the body of Christ, but it's one body, Christ that means everybody is doing the same thing but going towards the same goal but everybody got different parts to play but you're finishing the same thing it's the same goal so he said these people are one did anybody recognize what oneness would do i'll give you an example i was looking at a home that was built across from us and and as i was looking at them build this home First of all, I seen the man over there with the bulldozer y'all it was tall trees it was just tore up over there and every day this man would take this bulldozer and he was he would work at you know all the rubbish pulling up the roots and getting the land where it need to be before they can start building so this took several days it took effort y'all know a bulldozer is not going to run by itself so the bulldozers need somebody to get on that bulldozer crank it up and maneuver to do what need to be done so they had to find a man that mindset was on what this builder wanted to do anytime you get somebody on your team their mindset got to be just like yours it can't be totally different. That's why you cannot have a believer and an unbeliever coming together. Because that unbeliever mindset still has a sin for nature there. So it's not going to be able to connect with this believer that um, has the spirit of God. So this man got on this bulldozer every day. He's digging up the roots every day. He's going back and forth. Going, and I'm watching out the window. I'm like, wow. The next thing I look, I, see, I don't see that no more. So he's bringing in the dirt. He's bringing in everything that need to be brought in. Next thing is the foundation. So they lay in the foundation. And as they're laying this foundation, you had people that had to make sure the foundation was right so you can build upon that foundation because if your foundation is not right, you cannot build upon it. All of this took thinking, y'all. See, your mind is going to control what your body does. Whatever you think, that's what you're going to become. That's what you're going to do. This is why God gave you a brain. This is why he gave you a soul with your mind, your will, and your emotions. Because once you start thinking about something, your emotions are going to get stirred up based upon what you're thinking about. And the more you think about that thing, the more you have a choice whether or not you want to do that thing or not. So they started getting everything together. Now, y'all, I'm seeing a house being built. Because the foundation was laid. What am I saying? It takes thinking first. See, Naaman began to say, this is what I think. This is what I thought you were going to do. Well, Naaman, that ain't what's going to be done. You're going to have to be obedient to what I said. See, this is what we do. Even with our children, we tell them to take out the trash. And you look, and the trash is never taken out. And you're wondering, boy, why didn't you take out? Well, I thought you you thought wrong. Who did I tell to take out the trash? they laying on the couch, they're visualizing daddy taking out the trash. When daddy told them to take out the trash, well, let me tell you where your thought got you, a butt whooping. <laughs> so you're thinking wrong. What made you think I was going to take it out when I asked you? So what are you going to get in return? Punishment. Because <laughs> you're doing stuff on your own. You're not doing it the way I asked you to do it. See, this is the way the word of God works, y'all. See, our thinking have to be in line with what he's doing, or you're not going to get what he's already provided. Some people are trying to go towards something and don't know what the word of God is saying about what you're going towards. How can you grab hold to something that you don't know nothing about? Can anybody tell me? How can you go fix a car and you don't know nothing about a car? How can you go change oil when you don't know nothing about oil? Don't even know what kind of oil to buy. Well, I think I can do this done blew up the car because your thinking was off. The car don't even use that kind of stuff. Now, if the Holy Ghost tell you to do it, that's different. It's going to run. It's going to work because you're listening to the spirit of God. So Naaman was upset because his thinking was off. And guess what? Naaman was getting ready to miss a healing. See how your thinking affects what you receive from God. Some of us don't take time to think because we always say, I know. I know, you don't have to tell me. Then they go mess it up and then they go back. What did you say, Brother Gray? I thought I heard you, but evidently I missed it. Could you tell me that again? Then he get half, oh, I got it, I got it, I got it. There you go thinking again. And you still don't have it. So we have to take the time to hear what's being said. So Naaman is an example of how he thought, this is what I thought you were going to do. Now I'm going to get back to Naaman because we're going to get to the root of what happens when your thinking is off. What's behind that? Remember, we root up and we tear down. Next thing that God was beginning to uh, show me, dealing with how we miss things, uh, dealing with what we think. Y'all remember the disciples in Matthew 16 chapters, also in Mark, the eighth chapter. The disciples were with Jesus and... The 5,000 needed to be fed, the 4,000 needed to be fed, and they didn't have nothing but a little, so Jesus used what they had to show them just how God would provide. So later on, Jesus then was going to the other side, and when they was going to the other side, the disciples said, oh, we forgot to take bread. So remember, they forgot to take bread, so their focus was on what they forgot, So when you begin to focus on a thing, even though somebody is telling you something else, you ain't really hearing what they're saying because you focused on a particular thing. So when Jesus told them, he said, I want you to beware of the leaven of the pharisees and the leaven of the sadducees so remember they're thinking we forgot bread so they begin to reason amongst themselves reason means that you get in a group amongst yourself based on what's said and i'm gonna go with miss joanne and i'm gonna say well you're you're rightness because we didn't have no bread we're trying to think about Why he's saying what he's saying so we just keep reasoning amongst ourselves and all of a sudden me and Miss Joanne come up with a conclusion. It's because we forgot to take no bread and the reason why we come up with that conclusion is because Jesus said beware he's given a warning. Beware of the leaven. Now, leaven in the Old Testament, it was used as yeast to make the bread rise. So when Jesus used leaven, they're thinking naturally. They're not thinking spiritually. So their focus was more on the bread they forgot. They don't, y'all better get this. See, when you focus more on natural things, that's what you're looking forward to, natural things. You have to focus on the supernatural in order for the supernatural to come into your natural. Look at your neighbor, say your focus is off. off. Say, you want to know how I know? Say, nothing ain't changed. You're doing the same thing, just a different day. You already done made up your mind. See, when a person make up their mind, you can't change their mind until they're ready for change. We got too many people in the body of Christ. When they say I ain't gonna do it, they ain't gonna do it. Because they've been saying ain't for a long time. So no matter how you say, you can do it, you can do it, you can do all things to Christ with strength, you know I ain't. And I meant what I said. I remember my husband would tell me, don't mess with your mama. She ain't gonna change your mind. If that's what she said, and, and then he used his daddy. She wasn't them walkers. She ain't going to change her mind. (laughs) They don't change her mind. I said, well, what about them (laughs) Brian's? See, there go a good juicy argument. She ain't going to change her mind. Just leave alone. If she says she ain't going to eat it, she ain't going to eat it. Every time I ask you to try something, you say no, and you just don't try it. No. Don't want it. Don't look right. Don't ask no more. Didn't I tell you I didn't want it? I ain't changing my mind on that. That look nasty. You eat it. Didn't change my mind. So then when I asked him to eat something, he said, I don't want it. You eat it. You eat it. You know you want it. (laughs) See how you're thinking? See how your thinking does? But when you have a made-up mind, nobody can move you. That Tower of Babel, this is what um, God had told them. He said, look, they're one. And he said, let me go back and read the... read it like it's supposed to be see the Holy Spirit directed me right back he said they are one and they have all one language and this they began to do and now nothing y'all hear this nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do so look at that he said nothing will be um, refrained from them that they imagined to do why because all of them was on one accord They were thinking the same way. Let me tell you what's wrong with the body of Christ today. We got everybody in the church that say, I know Jesus. We got everybody in the church that say, I serve him and I serve him well. But then when you come together on something that the Lord want to do, you got some wish-washy folks. What happened to the ones that say, I know Jesus? What happened to the ones that say, we can do this thing? Then you get into a group and you find slackers, people that don't show up, people that don't want to participate, people that say this is not going to work. Guess what? It won't work for you. What do we have to do? We got to pull the ones out of line that don't want to get in line. Because if you keep slackers in the place that you're in, they're going to slow down what God would have you to do. So God said, "Uh -uh uh-uh-uh, we got to bust this up. He said, because there's nothing that they imagine to do that they cannot do because they're coming together and they're thinking the same thing and this is what's going to happen due to the way they're thinking. So he said, we're going to interrupt this. He said, we're going to confuse their language. So God began to give them different languages. Can you imagine you got all these different languages speaking to each other? And you're like, what? Huh? What'd you say? I don't understand what you're saying. Say that again. What? What is that, Michelle? I don't understand what they're saying. So the language is different now. I used to understand you, but I don't understand you. What is God saying in the body of Christ? We all serve the same God, have the same Holy Ghost, and everybody's speaking different languages. Why is it? Because people got different mindsets in the body of Christ. They're not going after the same thing. Why? Because their focus is on me, myself, and I. Their focus is not on kingdom. How would this benefit me? How would this benefit me helping Miss Joanne? What am I getting out of this? You're telling me I got to help her. I'm using her as an example. But how is that going to benefit me, kwana You're telling me to outreach to her, but what am I going to get out of it? So guess what? I don't need to be a part of it. Because I'm looking at me, and their goal is to help someone that need help. So if your thinking is off, And you're not on one accord with what's being done. You don't need to be a part of what's being done. And you shouldn't get mad at what's being done if you're not in line with what's being done. So we see here that he said it was nothing that they would not be able to do. Or they imagined to do because they were coming together as one. That means their mindsets had to be the same. Getting back to those disciples, dealing with the bread, Jesus began to tell them. They began to reason amongst themselves. They said, oh, it's because we don't have no bread. Do you know how many of us miss out on financial breakthroughs because we're so focused on what we don't have? We got some what I don't have in this room. Well, I don't have enough to do this and I don't have enough to do that. No, I just can't make it with this right here. Let me tell you what the Bible says. If you be faithful, did anybody forget what faithful is? If you be faithful over little, he will make you ruler over much. So if you're not faithful over the little that you have, why are you praying to the God I serve for more? Because God ain't going outside of what his word says. So your thinking is off. How can you be fasting and praying for God to give you more money when you ain't using the money you have the way you need to? Let's say it again. I want more. I can do better with, if I had more, I can give more. I can help people more. And you got $20 and don't want to help nobody. God said if you cannot be faithful over the world's possessions, Do you think I'm gonna give you true riches? Some of y'all wanna be pastors and don't even know how to run your house, don't know how to show up at church, don't even know what tide means. Some people wanna be ruler over a lot of people and you can't even rule yourself. One individual. And hold it up. See, y'all got to remember this. See, when you read the word of God, you got to say, give me light. Shine light on this. How is this going to help me, Lord? What are you saying to me? God is saying there was not much here. And what did Jesus do? The first thing he did, he said, what do you have, darling? What do you have, brother Greg? Well, pastor, we only have two fish and five loaves of bread. Come in, darling. Say that to me. Come on. Say that to me. And you saying, look around, Pastor. Look at all these people. What we supposed to do with two fish and five loaves of bread? Guess what this pastor got to do? I got to change her thinking. How am I going to change her thinking? Through the word. Not through natural means by saying, well, darling. If we got two fishes and five loaves of bread, baby, this is what we're going to do. Go see how you can get some more money off of what we got, and then maybe we can add to it and get more. What you think? Well, that's what you saying. <laughs> so, Dell ain't going to follow my lead, right? But if I know what the word of God says, the first thing I'm going to do is say, I'm asking her, what you got? What you got? This is what I got right here, Pastor. But guess what she got to do? Tell me what she got to do. She got to be willing to give it to who? To the Lord. Who represent the Lord? No, I don't. No, I don't. Because some people ain't willing to give to me because they're afraid what I'm going to get with it. Your thinking is warped. You're thinking about that, ain't you? I got you thinking. I got your thinkers going on. Well, if I get at her, is she gonna come in here with another bag, or she gonna be driving something different? Am I gonna be paying her light bill? I'm gonna be paying it. What about me? Only thing Jesus says what you got. That's what I got, baby. And she put it in my hands. The only way you can put something in somebody's hands is if you trust them. Mm-hmm. With well, what you putting in their hands? So if Darlene is giving it to me, and I know what the word is saying, I'm going to give it to him. And I'm going to say, Father, I thank you that you have already blessed this, that you have already done what needs to be done. But before I even do that, I'm going to say, everybody sit down and be prepared to eat. Because I know my God. But see, the only thing that Jesus was doing, he already knew what God could do. He was just waiting on somebody to put it in his hand. See, the problem is you waiting on somebody to do something for you and you out of order because you ain't doing what the word tells you to do. Thank you, darling. When the Bible says give. Oh, sorry. Thank you. Holy Ghost. Some of y'all don't know what the Bible say. That's why your thinking is off. Because if you don't go in it, the enemy know I got you because you're going to only think about this is all I have. See. No matter how you try to grab big things, you're going to lose those things because you ain't started off where you need to start. God said, do you think I'm going to give you a mansion and you can't even clean a room? Do you think I'm going to give you a steak and you won't even eat pork and beans? Do you think I'm going to, I'm a father. He's our heavenly father. I chastise those whom I love until you learn to eat pork and beans. I'm not going to lay a stake before you because that's going to make you more arrogant. That's going to make you more selfish. That's going to make you look for bigger things instead of thanking me for the two fish and the five loaves of bread. Oh, I know I'm talking right. Yes, you <laughs> <laughs> you talk right? right. Give me a high five. I'm talking right. I ain't come out my shoes yet. (laughs) Thank you, Holy Ghost. Because God is here to save your soul. See, your spirit is already born again. But your soul is not saved. Y'all didn't know? You know how I know? Because if it was like your spirit, you wouldn't be still doing the mess you're doing. You mess up on a daily basis. See, we need to quit talking about, you know, I don't know why this one done this. Well, why you lie? You in the same predicament? I don't understand. I I wouldn't do that. No, you wouldn't, cause you ain't in that situation. Get in that situation. Talk now. How's your thinking now? Are you thinking like that? Thinking I'm a borrow from Peter to pay Paul? See, that's how they were thinking, and you said their thinking was wrong. Now your light bill is due. Where you at? Where's your thinking? I'm gonna go ask Brother Gray. So how can you tell them to trust God and you're doing the same thing they're doing now because you're in their situation? See, look at the messages God's been bringing to the body of Christ. It's time to grow up. Now he's talking about your thinking. Why is he talking about your thinking? He said, because if you're thinking ain't right, you can't grow up. Ain't nobody here mentally retarded. A mentally retarded person can't think for themselves. They have to have somebody to think for them and do for them but a person that got good sense, Come on, somebody. So this is what we're saying. He prepared them to sit down first. Jesus prepared them to sit down because he already knew what his father could do. But he prepared them to show them what his father can do. So that's why he said, what do you have? So we see how how this begun. Now, after all of that, and they saw what he did. With the two fish, five loaves of bread, 5,000, 4,000. It was more than that that was fed. Then they're going to go to the other side. And they forgot to take bread. And he's going to give them a word to beware. And they come and right back to say, it's because we forgot to take bread. And Jesus said, oh, ye of little faith. Why are you focused on the bread? You don't know who I am by now. So what happens when your focus is not on the word of God? You begin to doubt. You begin to waver because you're thinking, oh, Lord, we're out of bread again. My God, He done two miracles with the bread. But your focus is still on natural. It's still on me, myself, and I, oh, no, I ain't got no more bread. What am I going to do? Wow. You got king of kings and lord of lords. You got Jehovah, Jireh with you. And He's going to tell them, you don't perceive, you don't yet understand. He said, oh, you have a little faith. You still talking about bread? And they're with the bread of life. They're with the one that can give them. See, this is the problem. When your thinking is off, you forget who you with. You forget. Come on. When trouble comes, you forget who you with. You forget whom you serve. Come on. When your money gets low, who you calling? Some people say Jesus. But in your mind, you got a plan. I'm just being honest. You got a plan. When you give out of money, everybody say, I call on Jesus. You think about Jesus, but you figure out how to get some more money. Just tell the truth. Just quit lying in the house of god now we we say jesus but if it's jesus you're supposed to be waiting now hold it hold it we ain't talking about waiting by laying and not getting a job because the bible says a man don't work he don't eat so brother tyson we're gonna be like the ant the ant was gathering up and preparing right the ant was using wisdom So this is what God is saying today. If your thinking is off, your way of living is going to be off. And if you're thinking opposite to what the word is saying, you're not going to receive what the word has for you. God remind me of something else in the word of God in Luke 10. Y'all remember Mary and Martha. Mary and Martha, they were sisters. And Martha opened the door and she let Jesus in. And as she let him in, come on, when we invite Jesus into our heart, we say, come on in. You're the head up in this house. Everything you say, this is what I'm going to do. She invited him in, but guess what Mary did? Mary got at his feet. She was ready to hear the word. But old Martha, Martha was a busybody. Because this is what Jesus told her. She said, Master, can't you tell Mary to come help me? Don't you see what Mary is doing? Jesus said, Martha. Martha he called her twice that means it's established hear what I'm saying Martha Martha he said you are troubled about many things and what Jesus was telling her is that troubled mean your mind is on many things you are worried about m- she had many things on her mind he said but what Mary is doing is what's needful." So what am I telling you? We got some busybodies in the church. We got busybodies so worried about how can I do this and how can I do that? But you ain't in your word. So what you're doing ain't benefiting you because the reason why you so in a hurry, you're anxious and you're worried about many things and your mind ain't right. And then you get mad at other people because they ain't helping you. Who want to help you with your foolishness? That ain't getting nobody nowhere. But Mary was at the feet of Jesus to hear the word. So her thinking can be in alignment with the word. So whatever the word needed, Mary was on it. Look at your neighbor. Say, what are you thinking? Say, what are you thinking about? Say, is this word helping you? Say, I hope so. So we see your thinking has to change and you have to be willing for your thinking to change. So Mary Martha was so troubled, so worried about Mary being at his feet. She need to come in here and serve with me. Come on. Why would you take somebody out of the word? I'm going somewhere. I got leaders in the body of Christ and you a leader that means that you were put in that position to handle whatever needed to be handled concerning the position that you're in. That means that if I'm at his feet in the word, you should be handling what God has given you to handle. That means you don't pull me out of my word to do something that I ask you to do. That means your thinking is off. I'll give you an example. Let's go back when they needed somebody to serve them tables for them widows. They were being neglected. And they come to those apostles and they said, you know what? We don't need to be taken out of the word in prayer. You need to go find some people that are full of the faith, that have an honest report and full of the Holy Ghost and set them over this matter. We're not going to leave the word in prayer for this. You go handle this. See, the problem is people want positions, but they don't want to handle what's given to them to handle because they don't want to look bad. Hmm. I ain't doing that. You can do that yourself. Hmm. Something's wrong with that. See, your thinking ain't right. But they got Stephen, didn't he? And we know he was full of an honest report. That means that honest report is your character. Your way of doing things got to line up with his way. So he was so full of y'all, y'all want the dead to kill him. Some of y'all are being stoned to death right now. But don't lay it to their charge. Say, God, forgive them. They know not what they do because, see, I'm about kingdom. I ain't about foolishness. If I'm about kingdom, I know some stones is going to be thrown at me. But that ain't going to stop me, and that's not going to change the way I think. See, my thinking is kingdom thinking. It is to do what the kingdom want me to do, not what man want me to do. People thinking it's so messed up because you're too concerned about how man feel. Come on, get over that. You're caring more about man than you are God when Peter and John said I'd rather obey God than man. Have you got there yet? Because some people worried about keeping friends. You see somebody in the wrong. You see them stumbling but to keep their friendship, I ain't gonna mess with that. Your thinking is wrong. This is why the Bible say commit thy way unto the Lord and your thoughts shall be established see when you commit when you trust in God when you relying on God's way your thinking is going to be in in line with his way of doing this is what God said in Isaiah 55 he said my thoughts are higher than your thoughts he said my ways are higher than your ways why did God tell them that because these were sinners he said my thinking and my way my plan and my purpose is not going to be like yours Because everything that's in you is wicked. He said, my plan and my purpose is concerning Jesus Christ. It is concerning the Savior. And he said, those that come to him that are thirsty and want to drink, he said, I'm going to give them water to drink. And this water that I give them is everlasting life. See, your thinking is not like my thinking. My thinking is on eternal life. So we got to think the way he think and guess what we have no excuse y'all because the Bible tells us we have the mind of Christ. It is in your spirit but in order to tap into that mind that mind has to be renewed according to the word of God. Where's the renewal in the body of Christ? So we see we gave you I gave you some examples with Mary and Martha gave you some examples with Naaman gave you an example with the disciples and dealing with the uh, feeding of the 5000 and how your thinking have to line up with the word if it does not line up with the word you're going to miss out on what the word is saying. So this is why even when we come in the house of God on Sundays, our mindset supposed to be on him. It's supposed to be on praise and worship. And we supposed to be making a joyful noise unto the Lord. If you left your mind at home with dishes, that's where your mind's going to be. So if the spirit of the Lord come in here, you're not going to know it because you at home. When you come in here, you supposed to be dropping every agenda. Lord, I'm here to be taught. Lord, I'm here to hear the word from Sunday school to Judah because actually when Judah is singing, it's supposed to be the word. This is how the atmosphere change when they begin to sing the word and their heart is lining up with what they're singing. The atmosphere began to change. But if they got attitudes and saying, I'm just singing, I'm just here. Then it's going to be attitudes out here. Because attitude link up to attitude and guess what? Ain't nothing they imagine they can't do to tear up the house. Because they're linking up. This is why whatever you're doing unto the Lord, whatever you do, do it unto the Lord. You're here to do it unto him, not me. He's the one that's being glorified, not me. It's all about him. It's all about his kingdom, his way of doing things. So if our mindset is on kingdom, then we're going to be about the kingdom. But if our mindset is, in um, in Acts 8, it's talking about um, Simon. Y'all remember Simon? He was the sorcerer. And after Philip had done all of these, um, you know, preached the gospel concerning the kingdom, it says that Simon accepted what he was preaching. He saw the signs. He saw the miracles. He accepted it. And then here come Peter and John, and they're giving them the Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw the power of the Holy Ghost and people speaking in tongues, he said, what can I do to purchase this? And Peter began to say, your thoughts, the thought of your heart is wicked. See, understand this. You can hear what somebody's saying and you know what they're thinking. He knew, he said, you in the gall of bitterness, of iniquity, of unrighteousness. He said, because you're trying to use the gift of God for money. Where am I going? We got people that's prophets. That's telling people, if you give me this, then God's going to give you that. You got pastors saying, you got to pay this much tithe for God to hear you. You got pastors just telling you, if you don't pay your tithes, you're cursed. No, that's not right, because the curse have been lifted by Jesus Christ. You give into the kingdom of God, because that's what God asks you to do, because you love him. He's not telling you, I'm going to curse you. You already done that to yourself. Because when you don't honor God with the substance of your first fruit, your barns will not be filled with plenty. Why? Because you're out of alignment with what the word says. When you know what the word says, you think like the word thinks. And nobody has to tell you what to do because you just do it. When your thinking is right, nobody has to persuade you. Nobody don't have to get in a church and say, Your refrigerator getting ready to knock off because you didn't pay your tithes I done checked. Ain't no tide in there. Look for your car, look for your refrigerator, look for your body even to act up. Because ain't no tide in there and it ain't been in there, and look like you ain't gonna put it in there. So your curse don't receive that. Because we give out of love. We don't give out of necessity. We don't give grudgingly. See, that's how I know people's minds are warped. They're messed up because when you start thinking about yourself and not thinking what the word of God says, then you go into self mode. You don't go into kingdom mode. So this is what's happening when people get these titles. And the thing is, sometimes they don't have to tell you to give them nothing. They're waiting on it. I done gave you a word. I ain't seen nothing. You know, you're supposed to honor a prophet. And if, you know, you see a prophet, you're supposed to give him a cup of water or something. I ain't seen cup water nothing. You ain't in your word. You better get in your word. Gave me a cup of nothing. That's what you gave me, a cup of nothing. I don't know how long you're going to get another, one, another word. You, your word shut off. I didn't even have to say that to him. I was thinking it. Because Rahim walk on up in here driving the best car, doing all this. So I said, mm, money, money, money. Sit right there. Sit in the, come up front. Sit right there. Amen, brother. God is good. You know, God said you're going to make it. You're going to succeed in every area of your life. God got something for you. Yes, he does. And Rahim got so excited. He come up at the end of the service and said, I just wanted to bless you. Praise Jesus. This is what some of y'all been in. Giving your money to people and only give you tithes on Sunday. Just because they got profit in front of their name don't mean they're no profit. That can be a familiar spirit that's trying to take you out of what you in. You can't go to everybody's house because they got a name profit. They're going to show up and show out. Then they're going to dig a hole and you're going to fall into it with them. Just because it's profit don't mean. Is that lifestyle of that person right? Is the fruit that they're bearing right? Are they giving the way they're telling you to give to them? You don't tell nobody to give you something and they're in a house and getting fed. Hello? You don't even give counsel to someone that's in another house and that's the house they're supposed to be in let a woman try to tell my husband something he better bring correction his word better be I got a wife at home and he better keep it moving because if he don't keep it moving size seven and a half is and I don't have to prophesy that I just do that that's just come got common sense don't you you don't let no woman go in your house and shut the door and you ain't home and she call herself a prophet what kind of harlot is she well, well honey you know this prophet come by and we sat down and we had tea and I, you did what who my house in the name of Jesus why she ain't come when I was home Come on in, take a seat. Holy Ghost gonna meet you where you're at. I know where you come from. I know what you come for. This is my husband. And you ain't ready for one. See, the Holy Ghost will meet him. Somebody needed that. Because see, some men, you let the wrong thing talk for you. Peter don't need to be talking. Peter need to stay in place. (laughs) The Holy Ghost need to be the one talking because the Holy Ghost talking, Peter wouldn't rise up. (laughs) So your thinking is off. If you're thinking about the woman, Peter gonna rise up. But if the Holy Ghost is rising up, everything else gonna shut down. Oh, how you know Jesus, right? That's why Jesus told that lady, Yeah, the one you win ain't your husband. The five other men ain't your husband either. He put her in her place. He didn't wait on her to try to come up on him. Uh, no, you ain't coming up over here. You already forgiven. Just don't go back into what you were doing. See, he speak, spoke truth in love. Didn't call her a hoe. Didn't call her a holler, Didn't call her nothing. Think think what are you thinking about where did your mind go see some of y'all mind went where I was go when I talked about Peter but when I'm talking about the word of God you act like you don't hear me see that shows me you're still worldly minded you got to stay focused you got to stay focused on the things of God if you stay focused on the things of God that's how your living is going to be you don't have to tell nobody that you save people going to know you save because you don't do what they're doing because your thinking has changed. So we got all of these examples out of the word of God and how your thinking need to change. I'll give you an example. If God put me over this ministry and I'm following his lead and I'm doing it his way and I'm asking you to do something and you telling me it ain't going to work. How in the world can you tell me it ain't going to work? And God didn't tell you what he told me. God take the foolish things to conform the wise. Everything ain't going to, you know, we got so, y'all know how you can have some smart people that they just ignorant. You give them something simple and they still trying to figure it out. That ain't nothing to figure out. My husband used to tell me a a joke, y'all. I wasn't into that like, you know, I, I wasn't into that jokey stuff. So when he would tell me the joke, he said, man, that's so simple. You should be able to get it. I went out there where you were a long time ago, so I don't get what you get. Understand what I'm saying. If I was closed up in my house and he out there in the club, I didn't get all that corny mess. So it takes me time to process that corny mess. But if he out there and he heard that corny mess, of course his light bulb gonna come on, and I'm still gonna be home. If I'm in the word more and he's in the word, and God is giving me a word and I'm giving him a word, if he ain't opened up his heart, he ain't gonna receive that word. He gonna think he got a crazy wife. That's why you have so many fights in a home, men. I'm the priest. (laughs) Priest supposed to bring in the bacon, wife give the bacon to the wife and the wife describe it. Amen. Amen. Alex. Had to take shoes off. <laughs> Y'all don't get it, do you? Really? Willie, what's your name? <laughs> Willie. I'm gonna have to use brother Willie. The Holy Ghost is turning me around. I'm gonna tell you how your mind can mess up with you. Can I use it, brother Willie? It's an example. Brother Willie was going through and he had uh, taken a, a soda. Was it a soda? NyQuil. NyQuil. some medicine. And that medicine messed him up. So his heart started palpitating real bad. Willie thought he was having a heart attack. Right, Willie? What? Willie called Amelance. <laughs> Willie called Amelance. Yeah. So if Willie having a heart attack, guess what? Amelance come and they're asking who it was. He's going to run down and say, it's me and get on the scratcher. So Willie on the scratch, I can't tell it like Willie. But Willie going to get there and they're leaving him there for a long time. So Willie going to look in the mirror and say, what's your name? (laughs) So what was Willie thinking about? His thinking was controlling his body. So when Willie answered himself and said, Willie, Willie said, I'm all right. So what am I saying? What am I saying, James? Your thinking is going to control your body. If you think wrong, you're going to live wrong. If you think right, you're going to live right. If you're positive-minded, you're going to get positive results. If you're negative-minded, you're going to get negative results. What results are you getting? So God is telling me the problem with the body of Christ is your thinkers are off. If God give me a vision for the church, you don't put another vision in there. Two visions can't be in the same church. So that means we're going to have conflict. You're going to have some over here with you and some going to be over here with me and we ain't going to be one body. That's what the enemy want. If the Lord is telling me to do one thing, how can you think your thing is what the Lord telling me to do? Holding up my arms means That you got hold to the vision that God has given me and you helping me to carry out what God has given me, not what you're trying to set up. What you call it, Brother Gray? Support. Even a building got to be supported, doesn't it? They have to put support so the thing won't come tumbling down. When we're in the building, if it wasn't no supports, we'd be dead. So what is the enemy going to do? He's going to go after the leaders. Because if he get the leaders, he's messing with the head. And if your thinking is right, when the enemy is coming, you shut him down. But if your thinking is on me, myself, and I, how is this going to help me? What am I going to get for this? Why are you always doing for her? It's other people in the body of Christ that do stuff. Why are you doing for her? Because I'm the head. right y'all should appreciate this head this head come off a job to say god i want to teach people the right way i don't want to be a part-time pimp i ain't no part-timer god i want to go in in this full-time I want to make sure I put in to the word the way it need to be put into. So when I come out of the word, you getting where I've been. I ain't no part time preacher. So when you got somebody that lay down their life like that, you got to ask questions. Your thinking ain't right. (laughs) Ask your neighbor what you're thinking about now. Say, so what you thinking about now? Look, sister niece went and got my little bedroom shoes, which I don't need them, but I'm gonna take them anyway. Look at it, ain't they that cute? Y'all know that had to come from niece. She had to put me a little blame there. See how quick she was thinking? I was like, where did his wife go? She over there handling the business. That's what an armor bearer does. She see the need and she fulfill the need without me asking, where is her mind? And people get mad at that. Oh yeah. Wow. You want me to take them off so you can go get them? <laughs> you wouldn't even know where they're at. <clears throat> but you're mad because she thought about getting me some shoot. Go run and tell it. where's your thinking this is what the enemy want to do he want to shut it down he want to shut down what's happening in the house of god and guess who he used to shut it down you because when you think nothing ain't well i wouldn't have done it that way oh you sure wouldn't because you ain't the one that's doing it apostle that's me no it ain't God didn't call you to do it. He called me to do it. So why are you telling me how to do it? And if I mess up, then I mess up with God. I ain't worrying about you. So just move on out the way. They ain't for you to tell me. I wouldn't have said it that way. I wouldn't have said ho in the midst of those people. Well, let me tell you something. That's the only word people understand. Prostitute ho. Holler. What else you want to call? But thank God. We've been redeemed out of that, Right? Come on, Mary Magdalene. She was possessed with how many devils? A lot of them. But once she got delivered, guess what? She knew who she was. She wasn't worrying about where she'd been. She knew who she was. And if your mind don't change, you're going to still be like Mary Magdalene and you already been delivered. Living like a possessed person. So, everybody getting it? Your thinking determines how you live. If I'm thinking every day that my husband don't love me, then I'm gonna be in a frame of mind he don't love me and he don't have a problem with loving me. But if every day I'm saying, you just don't treat me right, he's like, what? What you mean I don't treat you right? don't open the door for me. He never opened the door for me. All of a sudden, I want the door open. I done started adding to what I was thinking. You don't take me to the movie like everybody else. You don't do like Raheem do. (laughs) Give y'all a nugget. You should have thought Thought about that man before you married him. You know how he was before you married him. So why are you trying to make him change in the midst of a marriage? He didn't do it before you married him. So why don't you get off L M N and quit putting your man on L M N and on Hallmark? Those are actors. Do you know them actors change our way of thinking? One minute we're loving wife, the next minute we're sleeping around. You got to watch what you're thinking. Think about what you're thinking. If it don't line up, then you get rid of it. That's just how simple it is. Oh, y'all, it's so much. I could give you a lot more. I'm going to give you a little bit more. Y'all ready? Give you a little bit more. So look, let me tell you what um, Paul said. So we know we got to change our thinking. How do we change our thinking? Through the word of God. God. This is why y'all know Romans 12, 2. Be not conformed. That means pattern adapted to the world. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transforming change. How do we get this transformation? By the renewing. Renew means to. Make new. It means to. So if you're not in the word renewing your mind on a particular subject, then those that have their mind renewed and you in the midst of them, you're going to buck them because you ain't there yet. So you're going to say that ain't going to work because a change haven't come to your mindset. And if a change don't come to your mindset, you cannot tap into the mind of Christ. See his mind is dealing with kingdom. The way the kingdom operates. So be not conformed to what? But be ye what? Wow, the Bible's telling us what not to do and what to do. Y'all catch it? Our father's on is isn't he? He said, this is what, don't be conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. And I like the other part of that verse where it says, check this out. That ye may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. That's the only way you're going to prove it. That's the only way you're going to know it. By a mind change. And if you're not getting into this word to change your mind, I got news for all of y'all. Quit looking at people because they sing well. Because they dress well. Or because they're helping you all the time. If they're not in this word, getting a renewing, They're going to change on you. They may do it for a while, but when trouble comes, I'm going somewhere. When trouble comes, when the cares of this world come, you're going to lose that person. Because they don't know how to deal because they ain't been renewing their mind. Their mindsets have not changed. And guess what? The seed that they're planted, which was coming from the words that they heard, which was going into their heart, is going to begin to come out of their mouth and they're going to change right in front of you. You're going to say, well, I thought That's why you have discerning of spirits to know what a person is of before you pull a person. Don't get me wrong. This is why, leaders, we have monthly meetings with your people to change their mind. So whatever you see them not doing, you do a teaching on it to let them know, uh, uh, uh-uh-uh, that ain't kingdom. Ask your neighbor, say, what's up so what's going on in the body of Christ body of Christ is toe up we're trying to go out and save somebody which they already have been saved you can't save them that's what people say well I'm going out to get somebody saved stop right there you can't save something that's already been saved You're going out to give them the good news concerning the kingdom so they can accept this salvation that has already been provided. I ain't going out to save nobody. Jesus already saved them. I'm going out to tell them what he done so they can accept salvation. That's why we ain't winning souls because we're trying to save somebody. We'll just go on the cross and die and see who you save. Because you ain't going to rise up again. (laughs) Not like Jesus did. You're going to lay there until that trumpet blow and pray that you have accepted him yourself or you ain't going to be going up with him in there. Oh, y'all, there's so much that we miss because we don't want to renew our mind. This is what I come up against. I come up against when I'm giving people truth, they act like I'm stupid. They act like I don't know what I'm talking about and they still continue and they mess. Then after they enjoy sin, For a season. Then they come back. Oh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Do what you always done. You said it worked. (laughs) I should have listened to you. No, you should have listened to the Holy Ghost. I ain't got nothing to do with it. I just give you the message. Remember the message come through Elijah, through the Holy Ghost, and Naaman was wrothed. That's what people do. They get mad when you give them truth. Oh, you don't know. You just want something bad to happen to me. You said it. I didn't. You want it to happen to yourself because you're rejecting truth. Knowing the truth is what sets you free. If you follow an error, you're going to be in error. And look, y'all, if you're giving them the truth, why are you getting mad if they ain't receiving it? Then you start acting like them, go to hell. Go to hell. Just burn in hell. <laughs> you want to die tonight? Just die tonight. That's what people tell you. Go into hell. I did not curse. I said go to hell. That means you go into hell. That's where you want to go. I had to correct that because some people are. <laughs> y'all, I don't even know how to curse. <laughs> My husband know that. I don't know how to curse. That's what you tell them. They're going to hell. Hmm, y'all got silent on that one. I'm going to be on social media. Get a good picture of me now. You got it? And she's smiling after she said it. (laughs) So we see you got to have a change of heart. You got to have a change of mind. That's why Jesus said, repent for the kingdom of God has come. That means have a change of mind. Turn away from sin. Turn to God. How was they going to do that? Through the message that Jesus was preaching. Jesus had to get their mindset changed. Because it was so messed up. There was the Pharisees and the Sadducees believing that they had to work it out themselves to get what God had. When Jesus had already worked it out, he said, just receive what I have done. Because grace have already provided everything. And you receive it by having faith in what I have done. Glory. So when you're thinking like that and you got people thinking like that with you, we end up having what the kingdom say we can have. Don't get mad at those people. Because they're living according to the kingdom. They're walking by faith and not by sight. So look what Paul was saying. Y'all remember last week we talked about how they said don't live like the Gentiles live. And the vanities of your mind. Their understanding being darkened. Y'all remember all that? Well, look what I got for you today. In Ephesians 4, listen at this. And I'm going to go here to Verse 22 that you put off concerning the formal conversation, the old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. So Paul is telling them, you got to put off. Now, the old man is dead, but it left behind some habits. And I'm going to tell you how habit work. habit am gonna give you an example. When you were growing up and they were teaching you how to tie your shoe, right? Everybody got taught how to tie the shoe, right? Some people tie it differently, but she's tied. So you're getting taught how to do that every day or every other day. The mother or the father had to work with the child and say, watch, right? Watch me how I tie the shoe. They did it. They did it over and over again, talking them through it. So when that child began to tie that shoe by themselves, they're hearing what one or the other said on how to tie a shoe. And their thinking is lining up with what they're doing. And eventually, they begin to tie that shoe. How many can tie your shoe without looking? Come on, I know y'all can tie your shoe without looking. Right? That became a habit. Right? How do you get a habit? By your thinking. The more you think, the more you think, the more you think, the more you're going to do. The more you think, the more you're going to do. The more you think, the more you're going you to do. How do people commit these acts? Because they're thinking about it. They keep thinking, they keep thinking. You know when it's wrong, but you keep thinking about it. You keep thinking about what this woman showed you last night or how close she sat to you. You need to say, get on over there. Don't sit, don't sit that close to me. Don't even look at me like that. You got some lust in your eyes. Matter of fact, you got a home? Because if you don't, You're gonna go over and over in your mind the way he looked, the way she looked. Then you're gonna say, We can meet halfway. Then you keep thinking and thinking and thinking. Y'all, why do they put television um, shows on and put stuff on the radio? Mess with your mind. And eventually, I don't care how saved you are, you're gonna go towards what you've been watching, you're gonna go towards what you've been thinking. Because it becomes a habit now. When you form a habit, nobody has to tell you what, how to do it no more. Because it's a habit now. It's your part and your way of doing things. So this is why we have to do things the kingdom way. And if we do it the kingdom way, it's in us. And that's how we're going to end up doing it. So we see we got to change our minds. So Paul said he have to. you have to renew your spirit, right? Look at something else Paul said. Y'all, I'm going to hurry up. But God said this is well needed because if this is not done, you can't be on leadership. You can't even be at your job and serve them rightly because you're thinking it right. So look what Paul said here in Second Corinthians. Remember we talking about renewing our mind? Listen what he said. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verse six. Paul said this, for all things are for your sakes that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God for which we faint not but throughout though our outer man perish yet the inward man is renewed day by day that inward man is your soul this is how Paul and them get through they renew their mind day by day you cannot go into the word of God and pull a scripture one day and leave it alone and not renew keep renewing your mind it's a renewing process like a computer darling a computer when you put a program in a computer that program is going to work for a good little minute but once that program get old what's going to happen if you try to put a new one on top of it you can't, it. You can't put the new one on top why because it'll have conflict. it will have a conflict we got some conflict in, in the body of christ mm-hmm. see this is why When you got these mindsets and when you keep thinking on something over and over again and you meditate, that's when meditation come in. Now, it's a thing with your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. Your conscious mind, you can think about a thing and if you get rid of that thing immediately, that won't harm you. But if you keep pondering on the thing and pondering on the thing and pondering on the thing and meditating on the thing, subconscious is dealing with your heart area. That means you begin to plant a seed there. And when that seed is planted, it takes root. And that's how you become. But it starts with your, with your thinking. So if you think about me in one way, let's say Rahim, he knows me. He know that what, um, I'll say Julia. Julia said, Rahim did you hear about what apostle did Raheem be like who she's apostle Raheem saying no that's not true it is true that's what they said she did she went she was out there telling people they got to get five hundred dollars to be healed and Raheem saying no that's not true it is true I'm telling you what they said she said Raheem said I don't care to hear that because that's not true I know her well enough to know that's not her so let's say Julia keep thinking on that thing. She keep talking about that thing. She go home and say, man, Pastor charged them people $500 to get healed, man. Can you believe she charged charging $500 to get healed? Now, man, ain't thought no more of it. Every day, Julia said the same thing. Now, did you hear what I said? I'm just sitting up here thinking about that thing. So Julia began to see me in the line. You got your $500? It's becoming reality to her and she don't even know that it's true but she pondered on it so much that she made it true. So the next service that I have, I say, everybody line up. She be like. I told you, Manny. I told you that's what they said. And then I'm saying, everybody line up. I want to give you a little demonstration. We do not accept money for you to be healed. Nobody told me nothing but the Holy Ghost. <laughs> and Julia, Raheem, you told her what I said. That's why she changed it. See, her mind is so tore up, the enemy told her, it's because you told Raheem. Now she's going to mess up my witness. Don't believe nothing she say And what she heard was not true. It was because she meditated on so long. That nobody couldn't change her mind. It's because it was a root there. And the only one that can help her is the Holy Ghost. If she allowed. That's a hardened heart. When your heart get hardened. It is because you're more sensitive. To the things of the world. Than you are to the things of God. Let me tell you what I have learned. I am in this world. But I'm not of this world. So I don't do what the world does. But if I'm in. The word of God. I'm in the kingdom of God. So I'm going to do it kingdom way. Last scripture I want to give you. The Bible says take no thought. What you shall eat. What you shall drink. Or how you shall be clothed. The Bible said when we take thought on these things. Which is necessity. Then we're walking like Gentiles. That means an unbeliever. And the Bible tells us your heavenly father. Know already what you in the need of. Before you ask. So if I'm thinking like Kingdom and I may need a pair of shoes or I may need this or that I'm saying God I thank you that I already have my shoes God I thank you that you already know what I needed even before the need came so I don't go about worrying I don't lay down at night and say how am I going to get these shoes how can I switch around this to do that I don't do that kingdom thinking says I already have the shoes I don't have to worry about the shoes and the shoes I have on they're going to reveal the glory of God so they're going to look like a new pair of shoes so if my thinking is in In line with God has already supplied my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I don't lay down at night tossing and turning worrying about where I'm going to get shoes, where am I going to get rent, where am I going to get mortgage, where am I going to get water bill, light bill, telephone bill. I know that my father takes care of me because I am a kingdom citizen. So if I got worried, that means that my thinking is off. But if I hold on to his word and go on about my business like I already have the shoes, next thing I know, look, somebody come in here and say, can you try these on, Apostle? I believe you can wear them. My father know what I'm in the need of before I ask. He had already prepared their heart to give them to me. I was going to give them to you last Sunday, but I forgot. So here, what am I saying? We're missing out on kingdom because our thinking is off. You're still trying to make stuff work. If you do what the word of God tells you to do, it's already worked. Everything in this word is already done. It's already been provided. We have to change our way of thinking to tap into what's already been provided. If I'm worrying about how am I going to get this and how am I going to get that, then my thinking is not right. I'm thinking the way I can do it to make it right. Instead of trusting God, knowing that God, you called me to this. God, you told me to do this. So if you told me to do this, you got to take care of me. God, you are my source. I can't look to Miss Joanne to take care of me, but I can look to him and he can turn your heart towards me. And you're doing it because he asked you, not because I asked you. That's how the kingdom works. He has to have people to use to get what's needed for the kingdom of God. God has everything, but he want to bring what he has here on the earth. And he gives it to people so people can help kingdom. He don't give you your job for you just to pay your bills, people. He didn't give me this church just for me to get and grab everything I can get and grab. He gave me this ministry to teach what he have anointed me to teach so people can be healed, delivered, and set free. So their mindsets can be changed. But if I'm doing it to get what I want to get, it is not going to work. It will fail. So if you got something that's failing in your life, it's you that's doing it. It's not him. You be faithful over a little. God will make you rule over much. Some of you are still trying to make a way to get stuff that you won't even show up for church. Because you're putting stuff ahead of God. He says, seek ye first the kingdom. His way of doing things. Then all of these things will be added unto you. If you're still trying to get things and you're shutting off this to get them, that ain't kingdom. You trust the source. The source is God. He know every need in this room on today. He knew it even before you knew it. He knew it even before it was going to pop up. He is Abba father. And he's already supplied every need. And I got something to tell you. Church ain't about falling out all the time. Church ain't about, ooh, I got that feeling. Give it to me again. What you going to do with it? You need to go get in the word and get the feeling on your own. Amen. Don't wait. You Did y'all see what happened last Sunday? I believe I'm going to get some of that this Sunday. Touch me, touch me. <laughs> Nobody don't have to touch you. Just grab hold of this word and then if you start shaking, say, oh, it's deliverance time. Just get delivered right where you sit. Amen. Then when somebody give you, oh, Jesus, thank you. and Then go home and still live like a heathen. Don't go home and apply the word. Come back in here and say, I want more. Living off of somebody else's word and having grabbed hold to your own. This is the problem with the church. It's time to grow up. It's time to change your way of thinking. It's time to be kingdom builders, to be kingdom minded and take your mind off of me, myself and I and quit looking at other people. Whatever God tell you to do, my God, do it. That's what Mary said. Whatever he says, do it. How you think the water got turned into wine? They had to do what he said. They had to think like he was thinking. They wasn't worrying about, is anybody going to get more wine than me? Change your thinking. You'll change your way of doing. Come on, if you think sick, you're going to be sick. If all the time you're watching these shows, they're showing all these diseases, you're looking for the disease. Because when you lay down, you think, oh Lord, I ain't feel like that yesterday. Them, them symptoms. That's because that's where your mind was. Oh, Lord, I got a headache. You reckon I got a tumor. That's where they said it started with them. Oh, you are I'm getting ready to fall out and have a stroke? Oh, Lord, you think my blood pressure up? Better not touch that no more. Because that's where your mindset is. Let me go ahead and take this right here and calm myself down. It's time to change your thinking. You change your thinking, you're going to change your way of doing. Y'all, we cannot... Be kingdom builders with worldly thinking. Our mind have to be on the kingdom, not on the government. We so in tone with what the government is doing, we've forgotten what God has already done. So in tone with, with what the new president is going to do, we're forgetting who we are. The new president needs what we got. He needs some prayer. Waiting on a man that saved your country. Your country already been saved. Worrying about which man is going to be. That is man. That man is not God. Our job is to pray for whoever's there. Ain't nothing that you can do. He's there. And evidently, it's a reason for him being there. Sometimes God will take that to put you where you need to be to let you know. He can't save you. I'm talking bigly. Y'all better hear what I'm saying. And I said that because people are too dependent on man instead of dependent on God. Miracle Temple always told you, don't be dependent on me. I want to teach you how to depend on God for yourself. I'm not the type of pastor that babysit you all your life and do everything for you because that's why pastors have a crowd of people. Then when the pastor does, oh, what are we going to do? We ain't going to make it. It's time to grow up it's time to think kingdom and the more you think kingdom the more you're going to be spiritually minded and when you're spiritually minded there is peace when you're carnally minded there is death spiritual minded is life and peace y'all it's time to be kingdom builders how do I do it by casting down every imagination everything that's not lining up with the knowledge of God I bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. You cannot do it without the word. If you're trying to cast down something, say, get out of my mind, don't come back, it ain't gonna work. You got to use the word to do it. I said, leave me alone, I ain't crazy. I know I ain't crazy. Why you ain't crazy? Tell them what the word said. I have the mind of Christ, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. You bring that thought, no, I will succeed. I will have success because I meditate on the word of God day and night. I speak the word. I live the word. You got to speak his word to overthrow darkness. That's the only way you're going to make it. If you are sitting there with your mouth closed, you are going to be crazy. Because your thinking is going to make you crazy. But when you cast down what you're thinking before it get in your heart, I'm going to tell you something you're going to be a winner. You will be victorious like the word says. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to think kingdom. When you think kingdom, you be about kingdom. You do what the kingdom says. Kingdom thinkers. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Don't be anxious. Don't be in a rush. Let's just stay focused and keep it moving. Amen. You are what you think. Hallelujah. Do we have any visitors that would like to stand at this moment?